0: Morning. Morning, morning man if it's not sickness it's icy roads if it's not icy roads it's it's a spending time with with a, a needful brother or sister in Christ but I'm glad that we're all doing what we need to do and you're here this morning hey does everybody have a lesson sheet I know you might have brought your lesson sheet from last week but give me a week to think about the lesson I tried to finish last week and i got to build it better and different. So, how many need a lesson sheet this morning. Anybody here? A lesson sheet? Y'all got it? Well, good. Okay. Turn the, mic on, turn the mic on? Okay. There we go. Am I on now? Okay, very, very good. Well, let me do some announcements really quickly. Uh, for those of you who might know, tonight there's a Sing Fest going on here. Uh, tonight is the Fifth Sunday Rallying. It's the second one uh in many many years we are resurrecting the, the good old awesome time of churches from around the local area getting together and singing together and uh hanging out afterward and eating goodies and we got those tables back there that we want to fill with goodies so you want to come out tonight and sing with us there'll be uh, a little preaching in russian that would be choo-choo preaching and there's going to be Shoy singing that means a lot Bessie Bell. So I say thank you for bringing a lot of singing. So anyway, we're going to be singing tonight. We're going to be speaking a little bit tonight. I want to. I want to thank Cynthia, who uh, is not here, but she's here, and Andrew. Uh, they're going to be tickling the ivory tonight for us. Thank you very much. And uh, I am excited and kind of scared, uh, nervous about singing all night long. But that's okay. I can do it. Um, you know. Grandpa Penny was a singing evangelist, the guy that I followed. When Grandpa Penny passed away, I looked at my wife and I said, somebody's got to take his place. Did you know he was a singing evangelist? I don't know if I've ever told you that before. Huh. Well, maybe tonight we're stepping up to the next level. So anyway, I hope you can come out. And if you do, bring your favorite goodies. Put them on the table back there and uh, bring your uh, singing voice. That's tonight. Starts at 6 o'clock and we will end when we get done. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to sing all night long. We're going to sing for about an hour with a little bit of a word of encouragement here and there, and then we'll can uh, chat and spend time back there for however long you want to be. My bedtime, though, is 9 o'clock, just so you know. All right, let's see, Monday nights ago, uh, Wednesday nights ago. Wednesday night, by the way, is going to be over at the Parks Place, so I want to hang out over at the Parks on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. After tonight. Ladies' studies on this week? Yep, okay, we're good to go. Oh, by the way, uh, there's been graffiti uh, done in both the guy's bathroom and the girl's bathroom. I don't know if you noticed it or not. How many noticed it? I can't believe No, 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 well, there's graffiti. So, Did you see it? It says, remember, February 8th. The Oregon family camp registration deadline. Thought I should not freak people out too bad. Anyway, so please note, coming up February 8th, that's not next Sunday. That's not next Wednesday. It's the following Wednesday. We only have a week and a half before registration. And what was the saying? No payee, no goey, or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. So anyway, you want to register. And uh, has, has the preacher and his family... Registered yet? So, there's a meme out there that says something like, My preacher's name is Bill, and he preaches the word, be like Bill. That's cool. But there's another one I think that's coming online. There's a preacher out there named Bill who doesn't turn his registration form in on time. Don't be like Bill, okay? So get your registration form turned in. My wife, she is so lovely and wonderful. I keep her too busy. I'll make sure that she sends that in because I'll forget. Many of you know that. So, All right. Any other announcements? Still need pictures. Oh, still need pictures. Did you get pictures of, of men's camp? If Sharon sent them, i probably have them. I could send them. Down. Okay, great. Sharon said she would send them. And, yeah, you know, Sharon. Sharon sent her job. Okay. Like yeah, well, I did my job in asking her to send the pictures that I took. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you. A preacher of the clipboard is dangerous. Dangerous. All right, here we go. Oregon Family Camp volunteer sign up. Uh, there's all sorts of really wonderful places that you could help here. And so if you're going to Oregon Family Camp the, the last weekend in February, uh, please sign up. I know that we have some amazing cooks in the kitchen. Uh, we have an amazing dishwashing crew. An amazing, you know, it's going to be amazing. Uh, and I'm going to be up there early, set and camp up. So if anybody wants to volunteer to help me out, that'd be great. Thank you, Desi, already. You're amazing for helping me out. You're going, I didn't know you were leading. Can I take my name off of there? So here we go. I'm going to hand it right here. So don't just, there's a little yellow statement that says, if, you, if you're if you not going to do it, don't sign up or something like that. You know what it says, Melissa? Yeah. So think about it before you sign up. And then uh, make sure you're there. All right, here we go. I got some of these. I thank you, Braxton. You're the man. All right, let's give it up for Braxton, man. What a servant's heart. Good job. Shake my hand. You got a good handshake, too. All right, here we go. Darren, man, you're always encouraging me whenever I see your face, which is pretty cool, once a week or more. Uh, You are so positive, caring, sharing, supportive, and you love the truth. Let's get it up for Darren over there. Woo-hoo! All right, Darren. Yeah. Tamara, you are, oh, by the way, these aren't all written by me. These are written by the body here, which is really cool because other people like to encourage other people. Uh, Tamara, you are such a blessing to the body of Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? Oh, man, you are. So here we go. Always caring and praying. Do you know she keeps a list of all the people I'm praying for? or excuse me, she keeps a list of all the people I'm studying with so she can pray for them. So if I'm studying with you, know that you're getting covered in prayer. That's awesome. Uh, Tanya V, thank you for your kindness and your generosity. Let's give it for Tanya right down there. Woo-hoo! Thanks, Tanya. Here's another good one. Here's another good one. Justine uh, Braxton, Tanya's right there. Okay, and just so you know, Justine, that sweet young lady right there, that's, that's Justine over there. I know you might not know her yet. Okay, Justine, you are such a good mother, a great example, a beautiful soul. So glad you're here today. How many think that Justine's got the most amazing smile in the whole world? woo Yeah, give it up for not a smirk, a smile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, Justine. I, that's just true everybody's clapping. Mr. Johnson, your message was awesome. Ty. How many would agree that was an awesome message Woo-hoo. Ty you're not wrong man you're not wrong. It's great stuff. Megan somebody got an exclamation point here for you. It's so awesome to see you this morning another exclamation point. Cool. Megan's right up front right down there. okay here we go. Uh, Brian and Justine. And and it's truly made out to Brian and Justine. Brian and Justine, thank you for training up your boys to know and love God. It is a source of joy to hear them singing and see them being considerate and respectful of others. And a little bird also told me that when they're down in Bible class, man, they've been rocking the Bible every single day, you can tell, by their responses to the Bible class. So let's give it up for Brian and Justine once again. Good job. Thank you. There you go. All right, one more. One more. Here we go. Kevin, I appreciate your amazing faithfulness to the assembly and the Word of God. It reflects a heart that loves and desires to know the truth. I'm greatly encouraged whenever you are here. And when we've had coffee together, it's been pretty cool too. So let's give it up for Kevin. Woo! Thanks, Kevin. Oh, by the way, for those of you like like your preacher who haven't registered yet, registration forms are out there on the table available. So there we go. Anything else? All right, grab your Bibles, get them warmed up. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I love reading the word and, and I'm telling you, I love it when God doesn't pull any punches. Wouldn't it be terrible if somebody who was telling the truth decided not to give you the whole truth? I mean, that would be terrible. You see, there's the sin of commission, like doing it, and then there's the sin of omission, and that's not doing it. Well, God is perfect, so he's not going to pull any punches. If you need to hear it with the bark on, he'll give it to you with the bark on. I don't know if you like that or not, but I do. I sure like to know what I need to work on in my life. For those who've been in the uh, morning Bible classes, the, it's been brutal. Brutal. The preacher's been brutal. I've been so beat up every time I hear him speak because I'm the guy that's speaking and I have to research it before I speak it. And man, every every week that I was preparing, is like, man. Thanks, Lord, for helping me realize I haven't arrived. But I'm working on it. And I praise God for that. So this morning... We are going to take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 through 12. Beautiful passage of scripture, and God wants so much for us uh, to step into heaven as his good and faithful servants. He says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the Holy Spirit, the power of God through his spirit in us, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body, our bodies, the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested uh, in our mortal flesh. Now, I want you to think this this morning when we review what we looked at last week, but what we're going to talk about this morning, the good stuff in point two. I only got through point one last week. The good stuff in point two is all about manifesting the life of Jesus in our bodies, no matter what craziness happens. How many would agree it's easy to see the craziness and go, oh, "Oh," and then you want to know more, and you want to know more, what can I do? And then you go, you get so sucked into that. Don't let the devil do that. It's been terrible since Jesus rose from the dead. The church has been persecuted from day one. You're saying, well, it's not the same. Well, it pretty much is. Maybe technology's a little different. But the reality is Jesus gives us the beautiful picture and his apostles give us the amazing picture and his followers give us what we need to respond to the craziness. Not by "Ah," freaking out, but rather showing the great love faith, and hope that only Christians can have because they know what's on the other side and they know what God wants them to do on this side, regardless of the craziness of the world, amen? And so let's let's jump right in and take a look. Point number one, just really quick review, talks about Christians are gonna be afflicted. What does the word afflicted mean? The word afflicted in a, a, a word is to be pressed, to be pressed by the craziness of this world. And you know, Lot lived in a really terrible city, kind of like San Francisco or Seattle on steroids. And uh, some of you know what I'm talking about. And so he was, was crushed in his soul when he saw all the vileness around this. Oh, it weighed on him. So notice that does happen to people. I mean, God's not going to pull a punch. Man, I'll tell you what, that feeling when things are going crazy is there. But should that slow us down? Should that keep us from living the life of Jesus manifested in our bodies? Now, some of you have spent time with me as we've been Bible studying, and, and some of you I helped learn how to become a Christian, and some of you were moving on to maturity and uh, you know, I don't go going. Oh, his life is terrible. Bible, you know, it's the only way. That's not how that works. Because if you know that God is, and if you know that He's in, filled you with His Holy Spirit, and if you know that you got your ticket into heaven already stamped, and now you just need to share that amazing truth with others. Man, the woe is me is not a part of this thing. It's not. I'm going to prove it to you today as we go through this. So when we have the fear of affliction, affliction, being afflicted in every way, that that means to be put in a pressure cooker. Guess what? The fear of losing everything because of the craziness of the world. But look at the second one he says there, perplexed. Remember, we talked about what perplexed means? You know, deer in the headlights, kind of perplexed. It's actually, what that actually means is feeling like you're in a box canyon. You have nowhere to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but in the last three years, I've had a couple of those moments. Has anybody else had a couple of those moments? Where are we going to go? What do we do? The devil likes to do that stuff. But Jesus has got all the answers, as we'll see this morning. So perplexed. To have no way out, mentally be at a loss, to stand in doubt, not knowing how to decide what to do, just wanting to go back into bed and pull the covers over your head? Have you ever, ever wanted to do that before? Good, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Some of you blessed souls out there are going, "Mm, yeah, I'm telling you what, you're saying, preacher, what's wrong with you? No, God's not pulling punches, fears happen. But how we respond, uh, by the way, you could ask my wife and my sons. I've never gone into my room and put the covers over my head, have I? No, just what? Let's go get another Bible. Say, let's go help. So let's go encourage somebody. Well, what about persecution? Someone being pursued so that that harm can be inflicted upon them. Uh, uh, to be be mistreated, to inflict pain based upon a hatred for who we are. I've not experienced that, by the way. I mean, I well, as I've shared with you before, there's a couple times people wanted to kill me. And one actually drove up to a men's camp to do just that. And uh, Brian Bragg was there. And Jeff Drillinger was there, thankfully. And so I went and met this person at his truck and got real close. And what's the old saying? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So I figured if he's right there, it's going to be a hard time for him to pull out his rifle. And that's kind of what he had brought up to do the deed. So invited him to come on out and sit down around the Bible study. Now yeah, Bible study. He did because he couldn't, he couldn't do anything else. And so and it's a good thing he didn't do that because it wouldn't have been a good thing. But that's the only time. You're saying, really, that's the only, that's a scary time. Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go and cover my head. No, just keep on preaching, keep on teaching. And there were several men and boys at that camp that I needed to be right there. Why? To stand in the gap. That's the right thing to do, isn't it? So notice this stuff is is crazy, but the reality is, what are you going to do? What would Jesus do? How are you going to respond? And then finally, struck down. You know what that word struck down means? It actually means to be killed. To to be destroyed. Well, we got a lot of great, great men and women of God that show us how we're supposed to get it done. Now let's look at the good stuff. Would you turn in your little notes? If you have your note sheet, I hope you do. uh, Because I got a place there for you to write down the definition for the word not. Look at that. We are not overpowered by fear. We are not, and not is capital N, capital O, capital T. I think I spelled it right. Yes, I did. We are not crushed. We are not despairing. We are not forsaken. We are not struck down. You're saying, well, I've seen people in that way. Walk by faith and not by sight. Let's talk about what that word not means. The word not there actually means and I want to quote this correctly, it actually means absolute opposite of. Absolute opposite of. What's the absolute opposite of being crushed? What's the absolute opposite of being crushed? Yeah, lift it up. How many of you have ever watched Star Wars? (laughs) Remember when Han Solo and and, uh, what was that pipsqueak guy's name? Oh, uh, Luke Skywalker. Remember? And they were in the Death Star or something and there was a the garbage dump and it was going, and I go, ah, <laughs> you know, do you remember that? Am I the only one that remembers that? No, we were, we were oh, you remember. Okay, you were always holding out on me. I can yeah. tell. Okay? You know, oh no, they're going to get smashed. Hey, it's a movie, man. They're the good guys. They're not going to get smashed. They're not going to get crushed. Come on. You knew that, didn't you? I mean, Eric and I, we're all Star Star Wars boys, you know. We are, definitely. We knew they weren't going to get smashed. We didn't know how they were going to get out of it. For the Christian, Christian, it's not some little droid sticking his whatever in a socket and it shuts things down. That's not how it works for Christians. God says, you are going to be more than conquerors. You're breaking out of this and you're going to be above and beyond what those people were cowering and being crushed. But I got example after example after example. I want you to take a look, if you wouldn't mind, look at your your little notes here. We are not crushed. Crushed means crushed. We are the opposite of that. We are breaking out. Look at Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 through 21. Take a look. Brethren, this is you if you're a Christian this morning. No way are we crushed. No way. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Now to Him, H, capital H, God. Now to God who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. If you have God inside of you, if you have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ inside of you, you know that in every situation you can be more than a conqueror. You can be a liberator. I want to give you an example. The Apostle Paul and Silas were beaten mercilessly for doing the right thing and setting a little slave girl free the government came in and grabbed them and beat them mercilessly and threw them in the inner prison, the dungeon. They were literally beaten down and thrown into this cesspool, as I've said before, and I want you to get the picture. It smelled horrific in there. There was no indoor plumbing and they were in shackles, in no windows. Can you imagine? Put yourself there for a second. They were being crushed by Rome. And you know what Paul and Silas were doing? Now there's a song. That's a scripture. And you know it. Here's what they were doing. Of course, they had their shackles on. So they couldn't really clap. But they were doing something like this. Rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, 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 and again I say rejoice, hey jailer, can you hear us? Rejoice, rejoice, and and you know what ended up happening? The jailhouse shook out, the doors popped open, and you know what that jailer did? The guy that brutally threw them in there, he comes running in calling for lights, sirs. What must I do to be saved? The power of Rome tried to crush this man named Paul, this man named Silas, and what they do? They broke out in song. It was like one of those movies that I really can't stand, what are they called? Musicals. The hills are alive. They broke out in song. You're saying, you are kidding me. Does God lie? Does God lie? God can't lie. That was written. That actually happened. They didn't break out in the hills are alive. They broke out in praise for God in song. Every person in the jailhouse heard them singing about a God that gives life and peace even in the crush. We're going to be singing tonight. You know, the very first thing I'm going to talk about, we're going to do little tiny snippets of, of scripture about the power of song. Jesus, after he told his boys, "We're going. I'm going to be killed, and just the next day, they're going to hang me on a cross. That sounds like a downer, but he's encouraging them. Hey, you know what? I'm coming back bigger and better than ever before. And he did. And you know what he did? He sang a hymn when he went over to the garden where he was going to be taken into custody. Why did he sing a hymn? Why did Paul and Silas sing songs of praise? Why? They weren't crushed. They were more than conquerors. They threw off what was happening to them and they lived the life of freedom. Can we do that too? By the way, We watch movies and the good guys always win. And you know, that's not true. But in our case, in our case, we always win if we walk with Jesus. If we live after his example and the example that we see in Paul. He really did sing. When I went to Belarus for the very first time, I was very fearful of KGB and what they could do to me i'm being honest and i've shared that with you before and so i jokingly said well if they throw me in prison i'm going to sing if they cut my tongue out then i'm going to tap on the wall <laughs> tapping the this you know when they take away i'm just going to keep pounding on the i'm going to keep doing it now why was i doing that hey man you got to encourage yourself I was thinking rejoicing the lord always would be a good song to sing That's only the first one. The second one is perplexed. In a box canyon? Notice what he says here in this box canyon. He says, do not be despairing. Literally, despairing means to just shut down. But we're not ones who shut down. We're ones that power up. Would you write that down? We don't shut down. We power up. Now, are there scriptures that share with us that when they come to shut us down, we power up when they come to cause us to be, I'm in a box canyon. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And that is a fleshly-minded man. If you're a spiritually-minded man or woman, you power up. I want to prove to you that's the case. Turn with me to 1 Peter in chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. Remember the apostle Peter was trying to help these people to understand that there's going to be a lot of suffering coming your way. And I want you to be mentally strong and prepared to do what needs to be done. Well, look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12 and following. Man, if if we can get this in our mind, when the the crush or the pressure or the box canyon or the I don't know what to do, no, we're not going to be depressed. We're going to open it up. The opposite, the absolute opposite of being in despair or despondent is radiating the life of Christ. You know what it says there? Can you read this with me? Beloved, do not be surprised at the fire ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exaltation. You know what what the good stuff is? When you're rejoicing in times of struggle, People are going, what's wrong with that guy? It's not what's wrong with that guy. It's what's right with that guy or that gal. What's right? From a human standpoint, they should be what? Despondent. Literally pressured. But they're not. Rejoice. So as the struggle increases, you need to look to rejoice even more. Now, what are you rejoicing at? That the pain that you're suffering? Actually, if you read the scriptures, are you ready for this? Keep reading 1 Peter on your own. It said we should rejoice that we're been given the opportunity and the privilege of suffering for his name's sake. Really? God has seen fit that I have the strength to suffer the same horrible suffering that he went through my god believes in me you're saying you really think that well the bible says that's what i'm supposed to think and so i'm working on developing my mindset to think that that's why i was saying to you a long time ago in 2000 when i kind of jokingly kind of sheepishly said well i'm gonna sing if i get thrown in a kgb prison until they cut my tongue out well i was kind of what i've tried to get my mind wrapped around what is a biblical standard of response to what's going to happen. Well, now you can cower in fear if you want, but I'll tell you what, there's no good thing in that place. There's no good thing in that place. There's great things when we rejoice. There's great things when we praise God. There's great things when we focus on what God can do in us and through us. One man, Paul, converted a whole family, not just that jailer, but his whole family. You think that family is rejoicing in heaven right now? Are you think they're really thankful that Paul was singing that song in prison right now? What do you think? We know. What about us? When's our turn? Will we be ready? Will we have the mindset? That's what this is about. Well, we'll take a look at the next one. Forsaken. You know what forsaken means? It's to be deserted, left behind. But you and I need to know that God will never leave us nor forsake us. He said that to Joshua. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And God never did because Joshua walked with God. And so I want to let you know that the word that God spoke to Joshua, he wants to speak that to you today. Would you turn with me to the book of Hebrews? Hebrews in chapter 13. Listen to what the God of all creation is speaking to you right now through his word. Notice what it says there. Take a look at verse uh, verse um, five. Verse five. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Can you say that? Can you say that? I'm working on developing the mindset to say that. Because if we don't work on that mindset, when things shake out, and and if Christians in this generation are actually persecuted, if we don't realize that God is giving us the opportunity to show his great power and glory over this world and win people's hearts to him will be crushed like the rest. I believe the word of God over and over and over again. I've trusted him. Remember I said the great passage of scripture, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You know why we don't get the desires of our heart? Two reasons why. Number one, often our times our desires are selfish. Go back to James. James is not going or God is not going to feed your selfishness. And so maybe we need to change our heart's desire. Instead of wanting that bad boy pick-em-up truck that's a you know got wheels the size of Mars, and it's good. Instead of that, and I have to confess that I've thought of that and I have a truck I'm working on, so I have to tell you. Okay. But you know what? That shouldn't be our heart's desire. Our heart's desire should be a pickup that runs so that I can help people move stuff, so I can I can go cut firewood and and sell the firewood to put money in to help get people to visit the orphans. That's what I should do instead of spending all this money on a bad boy pickup truck, one that gets the job done. And you know what? The goddess is, God is delivering that. So my pickup will never look really cool, but man, I'll tell you what. I can pull firewood for you and I could help you get stuff moved and stuff. See, that's that's powerful. Delight yourself in the Lord. I did that when I was a lonely guy that decided to give up drinking and chasing women. I just want a good wife that loves God more than anyone or anything, and I waited. Painfully I waited. Painfully. This is miserable. But I was not gonna wait. After all the stuff i have done in my past as a Christian man, I'm going to wait for God. Five years later, some young lady said she loved God more than anyone or anything. She proved it by her actions. And I asked her to marry me within about two months. And I married her six months later. And I still love her. She's my wife. See? So delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. So first of all, what are the desires of your heart? And second of all, are you delighting yourself in the Lord, putting him first and holding to your convictions? That's so important. Finally, we have time left, believe it or not. Finally, we're not destroyed. You can't destroy that which is eternal. You can't destroy that which is indestructible. Did you know that when you became a Christian, you were given an indestructible life? An indestructible life. You can't destroy A Christian. You're saying, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I watched the the television here a couple, three or four years ago when they were executing Christians over in the Middle East and they had it visualized, lopping off their heads. I saw those. That's terrible. You know what? If they're true Christians, they were not destroyed. You know what? They entered into heaven. They stepped into glory. If you have that mindset, it doesn't matter what day, what hour you live faithfully. And when you shut the eyes and the heart sits still, when you open your eyes up and your eyes will see on the other side, the Bible says that the angels will come and escort you home, man, they can't destroy us. They can kill us, but they can't destroy us. in fact, If they do take our lives, we're heaven bound, man. That's the greatest thing. Man, leaving this world behind. If you have that mindset, you can be like the Apostle Paul. Turn with me in closing to 2 Timothy and chapter four. Here's a man on death row. He's in a Roman prison. And you know why he's in prison? Because he's been preaching the gospel. That's why he's in prison. He's on death row. How do we know he's on death row? He basically says that they've told him the day and the hour that they're going to cut his head off. That's what this, he's saying right here at the end. Look at this, 2 Timothy chapter 4. He encourages the young man who's taking his place, Timothy. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. But then look at verse 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. Meaning what? Notice he doesn't say my end. He says my departure. I'm going home. He knows when they're going to take his life. He's on death row. And so he says, the 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 time of my departure has come. Now you think you're going. I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. I just I want. I always wanted just to have uh, another. I wanted to buy an RV and live in Montana. He never said that. Sorry, I got a little emotional. Listen to what he says. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. I want to be in that group. And the only way I'm going to be in that group is if I read the word and do what it says. And so why don't you learn how to sing? Rejoice in the little horde. Oh, always again, I say rejoice. And you can clap if you don't have chains on. And the jailer will come in and go, what is wrong with you, goofball? It's not what's wrong with me. It's what's right with me. And I can share with you why I can sing even though I'm about to die. By the way, the real prisoner here is not me. But I could set you free with the gospel plan of salvation. Would you like to be set free? Would you like to be singing no matter what the world brings? The gospel can deliver that. Not just in the future if I'm ever in that place, but right now. See, it's the mindset on the spiritual things, the things that are true versus the things That the devil wants to crush you with fear. You know what our theme is this year? The sixth law of momentum, the power of fear. The power that we have in God crushes the fears of man. They crush the fear of man. Love, hope, and faith crush the fears of man. Well, we got a whole year to work on this. And I'm hoping by the end of the year, you'll be singing rejoice rejoicing in the Lord always and rejoicing always, even when the craziness comes or continues to come, as the case may be. So let's close in a word of prayer. Lord, I'm thankful. Thankful for the amazing pictures of Jesus as he on the cross, the most excruciating way to die, how he pleaded that you would forgive the soldiers who were, causing this horrible painful death for the jewish leadership that brought it about because of their envy and their hatred of him he asked he pleaded with you to forgive them and he forgave the the thief that was ridiculing him and cursing him father what a beautiful picture of love even to the very end and and father for saul and and uh, or paul and silas a beautiful picture of them singing when they had been unjustly brutalized and thrown in prison Father, we see over and over and over again, the apostles, Jesus Christ and others encouraging us to be not crushed, but actually overcoming, not despairing, but actually opening up and sharing, not being uh, crushed and forsaken by persecution, but realizing you'll never leave us or forsake us. You'll give us the power we need to be more than conquerors. And finally, Father, if the day comes when we are to pass for our faith, Father, may we, like many who've gone on before us, rejoice for the great salvation and the graduation day into heaven that we'll receive. Help us to have that right mindset. The devil does not want us to have that mindset. The devil wants us to keep us in darkness. But Father, may we be set free by the glorious gospel of your son, Jesus Christ. I pray in his name. Amen. All right. Let's stand and get all excited. What did Jesus say to do? He said to go. All right. Good. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings, king of kings. All right. Let's go do it.